You're listening to Damage Boost, the best gaming podcast you've ever heard, as long as you've never heard another gaming podcast. On the show, I'll be talking to other players, streamers, artists, and creators about what makes gaming more than a hobby, but a beautiful art and an activity that brings communities together around the world. Let's jump into it. Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host, Brock Holiday, and today with me I have Sam, aka D-Pad Gamer, back on the show to talk a little bit about life and a little bit about being a cat dad. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Today I wanted to have you on and just learn more about you. Uh, first question I have is the name. Uh, where did it come from? All right, so when you have a controller, you look down. <laughs> so um, I, I, I used to be called something really cringy that was a reference to Assassin's Creed. Um uh, <laughs> and I don't want to say what it is because that channel still exists for some reason. But after that channel, <clears throat> it's, it's my fourth channel. I, I had to come up with a new name because when I got partnered, uh, back when being partnered was a thing, um, I couldn't use the same channel, so I needed a new name. So I just made a list of stuff, and I was like, all right, uh, it needs to be good when shortened. Um, something gaming related, I guess. Uh, if, if I say it, you should be able to spell it out just fine. Like no X's because that's just a bad time. Um, uh, I wasn't a sniper. And so that throws out all those options. Uh, it was actually weird. I didn't end up with something cringier cause I was super into call of duty at the time, but I went through the list and I was like, I have nothing, but I thought of a D pad is a thing. Um, and gamer like, yeah, what? Okay. D pad gamer. Is that taken? No. All right, fine. We'll do, we'll do that. I just went with it. Um, so it sort of felt like it was like a whatever. I can't come up with anything better. But yeah, I just sort of rolled with that since 2012. I mean, it, it sounds weird, but it seems to be uniquely you. I I'm not as, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of uh, gaming YouTubers. I kind of have the ones I follow and I stick with it. But mm -hmm. there, I haven't seen a name like it yet. So it's definitely unique. Yeah, some time back, well, actually, over every so often, I'll go back and be like, all right, let's look this up. Um, last I checked, and I might be wrong, but I think as of at like 20, I think like 25,000 subscribers, I became the most popular something related to D-pad. Because there's multiple channels, and not to put anyone down at all. It's just like, there was, you know, um, there's just channels with variations of d-pad as it happens Alboy studios is or Al, sorry Alboy the the indie game is made by d-pad studios totally unrelated to me complete happenstance that were have similar names um i think they're more popular than i am but uh <laughs> yeah it's just like when it comes to like youtube uh content creators i happen to be the most popular d-pad i think um so it didn't take long but i, I am at my apex and i don't think i'll get any higher so, uh, speaking of the YouTube thing, I always mm -hmm. am interested when I talk to uh, YouTubers to know when it became an option for you guys or if it was even something that you even wanted to really do or you just fell into it. Uh, how, how did that journey happen for you and at what point did you realize, hey, like this is something I can, I can make a living off of? Uh, it's weird for me. So, I got introduced to YouTube, I don't know exactly how, but it was, um, sometime after 2006, I mean, so the, the YouTube came out in 2006, started as absolutely nothing, and then I uh, started getting a bit of a, a community going, um, sometime in 27, or 2007 going to 2008, I, I found the, the platform, and back then, you know, being a YouTuber wasn't really... A thing um, if you made videos you were a youtuber but it's not like being a youtuber meant any sort of financial anything I don't even remember I don't even know when I thought of YouTube as a financial thing but for a long time I was like oh wow like I would watch anime music videos and because I liked anime I still <laughs> like anime but uh, back then I liked it unironically like I was like yeah blah, blah, I want to learn Japanese and blah. it's like so cringy. Um, 
And like, like anime music videos were one of my first introductions to be like, oh, oh, that's right. Video has to be edited to exist. Like movies don't just exist. They record it and then they edit it. Um, and it's just something I never really thought of. And I never done any, anything with video on the computer. Anything on the computer was just sort of video games. Uh, so I tried making a, 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 like anime music videos. Um, but I, that didn't go anywhere. But I had, for some reason, like, started trying to make videos, seeing YouTubers, a lot of, a lot of, well, seeing people on YouTube, a lot of, uh, um, uh, not vloggers, uh, I guess vloggers in a way. But just so, like, you know, like, the OG YouTubers that you hear about these days, like, I watched a lot of those and I was like, wow, they have fans and that means they're not lonely. And I was wrong, but for some reason, I was super lonely and I was like, man, that I could be popular. Um, so I didn't immediately go out and try to do it. <clears throat> I had some sort of weird self, self-awareness where I was like, yeah, I, no one's going to listen to me until I, like, my voice drops. Because at that time I was like 13. Uh, after 16, I still try, I'd ma- tried making videos. It was still garbage. Um, but at, somewhere along the way, I was just like, I just want to do this. And I just thought that. So, like, I think every single year in my teenage years, so from 13 to 19, and obviously on, because at this point I'm almost 25, I have thought of and wanted to do YouTube in some capacity. Um, it was only... I, I think, I, I mean, I made some money of it, or with it, enough to, like, buy a game here or there between 2012 and, like, 2016. Um, but at some point, I was just like man, my, my stuff sucks. Let's try something different. And I tried something different and it sucked, but I sort of built upon that. And then I was in between jobs in like 2016 while I was making my first sort of videos as I do now, this sort of era of my channel. And, um, it was just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to go broke soon because my money was running out. Cause I just happened to have some savings, but I got to the point where it was like, a, and like I got real close and uh, it just sort of like, oh, cool. I'm not broke now. Oh, wow. I could actually pay rent this month. Nice. Uh, well, I get always, you know, I mean like pay rent and then not be almost broke uh, in that right. regard. So it was a weird sort of like, I didn't fall into it, but just like in between jobs, I was like, I felt like I was just like sort of in a car going off, uh, off a cliff and I was like, oh, dang. And then the cliff happened to like sort of turn off to the left and then go down like the hill and I was like oh wow so we're okay I stayed on the I stayed on the road um I don't think I was in a great place when that happened but um it worked out and um I, I don't think I ever decided like all right it's happening but um I just sort of eventually evolved to where it's like oh yeah okay now it's working um and I could see the trajectory of like the revenue and be like yeah I can make a living now so I I, I didn't have to even think about uh going for another job after a certain point it took like a year to get to there, but well, not a year, but I mean like a year between being without a job and then deciding, all right, YouTube's my thing now, you know? Right. So through all that, how did you get to, as you say, the, uh, I guess the era of your channel now with, uh, Easter eggs and glitches, how did that come to be? Oh God. Um, so if I try to recall everything, so I started out with anime music videos, which if I, if I, if I'm being honest, were actually pretty okay at the time because okay meant they existed. And I was like, Oh yeah, I, I, I think I, one of my videos got up to 20,000 views. Do they still my... exist on uh, the no, internet? I, I deleted that channel and I regret it. I looked it up actually. Um, there is exactly three Google results. When you look up my name, uh, three, one is for a blog post in which someone references my name, and the other two are, like, weird, like, S or SQL, or what, I don't know what the term is, but, like, some sort of, like, database thing, like, probably, like, a forum, but for some reason you can see, like, an intro from the database where it's just absolute nothing. Um, Right. But it basically doesn't exist on the internet except in my my brain. Um, But they don't exist, but I I did try to make more, but it just wasn't the same. but I did that because I liked editing. It, was, it sort of had a certain feel to it. Like, it was nice being able to sort of imbue or just sort of have, like, an idea and be like, all right, I want to have Naruto uh, backing by Fallout Boy, and it's going to be really cool. 
Um, and then to be like, look, I made this. And it's like, whoa, that, that's actually really cool. And they get to feel that, that coolness. Um, and for some reason, I got really into Let's Plays. So I did Let's Plays for, for years. But that went absolutely nowhere. And I kept stopping and starting because it's hard to stay committed to something like that when you're not actually trying to get better. Like, I was just like, all right, this is my good. This is my best I could do. Uh, and it was only after taking a break, I I, I saw, like, that there was no good videos of Banjo-Kazooie Easter eggs. Like, I've told you, Banjo-Kazooie is a huge part of my life because it's my favorite game ever. And it happens to also be, like, that is the one game. Like, that is the game that made me go, okay, well... Maybe I should try, like, making a script and actually, like, editing a video. And I did. And that was in 2016. Um, and after that, I did Spore, another game, I f- uh, another one I really enjoyed. And I tried doing, like, a list for that one, but it didn't quite work out. But it was decent because Spore has a lot of Easter eggs, but not all of them are interesting. So I was like, five interesting Easter eggs in Spore. Um, and then from there, I, I tried, like, oh, I've always liked glitches. Um, I had a lot of, you know, experience with glitches and, and World of Warcraft uh, because, you know, that game has always been made of paper mache. And if you, like, jump in, in a weird spot, you can, like, fall through the world. And something about that made me enjoy the idea of messing with games. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do some glitch videos. And then, all right, we'll try some more. Oh, okay, well, I've already done, you know, Ocarina of Time. Let's do Majora's Mask. Oh, I've done Majora's Mask. Uh, why don't I jump and try some, uh, like, uh, Donkey Kong? Stuff like that. And it just went on and on, so it's just like... It started with sort of Banjo, I guess, and then sort of rolled from there. Um, and I, I think I just picked those topics, Easter eggs and glitches, because I just generally liked them. I think it's fun being able to go, whoa, hey, hey, Bobbert, that's a real name. Look at this. Like, you could you could do a crazy glitch in Ocarina of Time that lets you teleport to the end of the game. And they're like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, and I think it's just a really cool feeling to be able to share that. Yeah, and um, so Banjo-Kazooie... But I remember the Christmas I got a Nintendo 64, and mm-hmm. I remember opening it up and getting Mario 64 and playing that game for weeks on Christmas break and just how it changed me forever as a gamer. And with Banjo-Kazooie being your favorite game, is there a story that how you, how you found it, why you were interested in it, or you just kind of play it one day? You're like, oh, I really like this, and kind of slid into a lifelong love of the franchise. It's really weird because, I, I mean, I, I remember playing it back when I was like, I think it was like six, uh, because it came out when I was four. Uh, we had N64, not immediately when the console came out, but like around around that time. But I like I remember playing, I think, Super Mario Bros. on the NES for the first time after, like, after the N64 came out. So I was already like six or seven or something like that. At that point, I remember Super Mario Bros. I remember Duck Hunt. I remember all these games. I don't remember Banjo Kazooie. I do remember having. I think my mom helped me figure out how to use the Talon Trot, an ability that lets you walk up steep slopes, which is required to get out, uh, like uh, up the 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 hub world from the first world to the second one. Um, and I, I had no idea because you had to hold the you had to hold this weird N64 controller, press down one button. Like move another button and then hold the button the whole time. And I was like, oh, that's such that's so complex. Uh, at least it was for me. Um, but I managed to do it, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Um, but that's all I could really remember from that original run. And then also, um, I, I remember because I had a banjo kazooie stuffed animal, which, uh, or I guess plush. Either way, um, I lost. Uh, I still have it. I've had it f- ever since then. Um, it's been way too long. I ended up actually buying a new one, but. I've yet to take the new one and display it because I need a display case for something that precious. Uh, but my, the one I've had, it's gone through so many, you know, uh, so many times I've moved house, so many different, you know, years of my life. Uh, it's lost Kazooie. It's lost the backpack. It's lost the belt. Uh, you know, it's it's faded, gross. I should probably clean it, but <laughs> I just haven't bothered. Um, but yeah, just... Just like that stuffed animal or plush. I, I, I don't know what is the right term these days. It feels like it always changes. Um, all, through all these years, I, I, I've kept that with me. And, you know, in the same way, I've sort of kept love of Banjo-Kazooie. Because when you go back, it still plays really well. Um, it's really witty. The writing is really good in a way that's like, Oh, I'm a child. I'll laugh at this. Ha ha. But also, 
when you you know play it as an adult, like there's a lot of like toilet humor <laughs> that doesn't really yes. come through. And literally, there is a literal toilet later on, so it's literal toilet humor, uh, and I just <laughs> like that. Uh, and you know the music's great. Um, everything has eyes for some reason, which then makes it really weird when Kazooie eats every single jiggy. Um, like I didn't think about that. Is he? She's murdering that stuff. I know she later like spits them up to to put into jigsaw puzzles, but just a lot of weird stuff about that game. So every time I go back to them, like I, there's something more I could appreciate about it. Um, and at this point, like I I remember all of it, but it's like it's just gonna stay with me because it's it's just special, I guess. And we had talked about it a little bit uh, off air, but one thing that struck me about it, I just recently started playing it off uh, your recommendation, mm-hmm. and yeah. It just, if I love it and I, I could feel once I get into it, I might start, you know, be one of those people on the internet demanding him to be in Smash. Yeah. But, like, it just reminded me how bad Donkey Kong uh, 64 mm-hmm. was and how, like, I wish they could trade. And that's selfish because I know he's a banjo sure. he's they're beloved characters, but... I wanted Donkey Kong 64 to be that, and it wasn't, and it hurt me so much as a young child that that game was so bad. Yeah, it's weird. So, I mean, it's weird because Donkey Kong came first, came way before Rare even. Uh, you know, it started with Jumpman in, uh, in, in the original Donkey Kong arcade game. Like, when they came out on the, like, the Super Nintendo, it was super awesome. And even though I'll admit, um, despite being D-pad gamer... Uh, with games like 2D side scrollers like uh, Donkey Kong Country uh, that require a D-pad, I don't actually care for them that much. Uh, I like 3D platformers more, um, weirdly enough. So I should be called Analog Gamer. That's the that's the, quite the, raw the big off meme. the tongue though. Yeah, that, uh, I, I called myself a stick gamer for uh, for for April Fools. But either way, um, I I even as a not huge fan of. Uh, you know, 2D games, Donkey Kong Country is masterpiece. It's 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 really well made. Visually, it still looks great because they use this weird sort of, you know, graphics to make it happen. So what you'd think, okay, really great game. Going to 3D, you know, Mario, good. Banjo, first time in 3D, but, I mean, like, it started in 3D. Oh, cool, it's good. Made by Rare Studios. Rare was killing it at the time. Um, I don't know if Killer Instinct was then, but they had Killer Instinct. They had uh, Jet Force Gemini, Banjo-Kazooie. Boom, let's do Donkey Kong Country. And they just, just puked out this garbage game. Uh, the level design is really, like, I've thought about Banjo a lot. Um, its movement is really good in the, in, the, in, the, you know, in the sense that, you know, Banjo is slow. Kazooie is fast. When you combine the two, when you combine the two, you actually get this nice balance of speed and dexterity. Uh, you know, the moves are nice. They, they, they feel good. You know, it's responsive. But like with Donkey Kong, like I don't know. I th- maybe it was that they rushed it out. Maybe they saw, you know, Mario's doing good. Ocarina's doing good. Uh, Banjo did pretty good. Hey, you should do Donkey Kong. Um, and then they just spit it out. It's 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 a very similar. I think it might be the exact same game engine because it came out only a year and a half later from Banjo. Uh, and when I was going through the glitches for Donkey Kong, um. Some of the physics, even though I'd never played Donkey Kong 64 before, I knew the physics almost to a T because, uh, it, like, the way, like, for example, the way you move when falling off of a ledge is the exact same between the two games. Um, it, they don't necessarily have the same glitches because Donkey Kong 64 has so many weird mechanics with their extra Kongs, like, being able to shrink and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think they just sort of recycled it, maybe. Um... Probably didn't put a lot of effort. They're just like, ah, this will be good. They tried their best, I imagine, but it's unfortunate. I do wish it had a better time. But to be fair, I think they've done really well going back to 2D, like with uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, uh, and then that game like, uh, what is it, Frozen? Tropical Fro- Freeze. Tropical Freeze, yeah. Like I think they've had a resurgence with those. So it's like, I don't think you're 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 you're, you're big. Your big D man, <laughs> big donkey dude, is you know that bad off. Uh, so don't you dare take banjo. We have like two good things, and that's it. Uh, and why wasn't there more? 
Um, it's okay, I, I'm, so- I'm ignorant to the whole story, but it it the first one seems good enough. There should have been like eight after, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so the first one was good. Awesome. They made a second. The second was good. Uh, Banjo Tooie came out like I think a year or two after. Surprisingly fast turnaround, just like Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. It happened to be a case where they used the same engine, same characters. They added more characters, and it was better, I think. Uh, they expanded on everything. It was a, a perfect sequel. I think I've even described it as such in one of my garbage critique videos. But the point is, um, after that, they did have another game that had Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge on the Game Boy Advance. Any any self-respecting game series would also try going on the handheld. Um, Attack and the Power of Juju is one of those that I don't think a lot of people remember, but I remember playing that, and it had console, and it had handheld... Um, you know, Mario was, got, had console, handheld, Zelda, all those. Uh, but after that, it's like Nintendo just didn't want to pay Rare. I think it was a money issue. Um, and whatever they were offering either wasn't anything at all or it wasn't enough because Rare got bought out by uh, Microsoft in 2011, I think. So at this point, it's been a while since they made a new game because just Rare... Maybe they couldn't come up with anything. They, they, they. The thing is, though, they, they, they did the whole of like, we'll be back in Banjo Tooie, and at the end of Banjo Tooie, oh, we'll be back in Banjo Three E, and then that never happened because they got bought out by Microsoft. Microsoft took them in. They, they made a game. It, they took a while, but they made Banjo Tooie Nuts and Bolts, where they forced Rare, I imagine, to retool it so many times that uh, it came out as some deformed, disgusting beast that barely even uh is recognizable um and uh yeah who like the people within rare ended up you know ended up leaving and a lot of them grouped back together to make platonic and then ukulele actually really sucked uh if i'm being honest uh like yeah i remember watching your your videos on ukulele and you could tell how disappointed you were in the whole it's the game and the build-up to it I, I made a review video for Ukulele after the fact, and I called it a bad spiritual successor because it's true. To call it a spiritual successor... Welcome, I want to welcome everyone to the uh, the Ukulele Power Hour, uh, where I just am angry for a whole hour about the game. Um, it's not the worst game. There has been worse. But they promised so much, delivered so little. It felt so rushed. Um, <clears throat> it honestly felt like... It felt like a tech demo in a way of like, Hey, Hey, hey boss, come over. Uh, we, we got this. So, um, if you, if you, you know, you can get on to Yuka and Lily can roll around and like they move really fast. Isn't that great? Like the mechanics working. It's like, cool. All right. We shipped it. It's like, wait, what? Like we're not ready. It's like, no, no, yeah, it's just out. <laughs> um, I know it's like a overused joke, but like, it just feels so rushed. Um, I think platonic, to, to, to sort of carry on that that rare quality they had that rare aspect about them um but that's a double meaning there obviously but it's like right. i think it's possible but just how it is it's like their first foray it was improved by the 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 updates but even then it just felt real it felt real shoddy i think it's so minor but like above everything else in every I, they might have changed this, but like last time I played, in every single world, if you just look to the sky, there's supposed to be a skybox, but you can see that every single world is a square because in Unity, you make the worlds inside of a scene, and the scene has a square bounding box, but they never even tried to hide the fact that they're squares. <laughs> it sounds really dumb. But right. with if you go back to Banjo, go back to Mario, it's just an it's an expanse of blue, expanse of just whatever sky color they have. Sure, but the point is you don't see like oh I can see I'm in a game, and I'm not trying to you know jump into VR here with the ukulele, but the fact that even it's a, it's a, the tiniest thing literally you just put fog. They have fog, but they don't put enough fog. It's like it's such a small thing. But it's like, come on. Like, it's just one of those things that's like, you can just fix it. Like, let, give me the give me the Unity file. I'll take 10 days to figure out how it works. But Because I've, I've used Unity a little bit, but I'm 
I'm not about to act like I know what I'm doing. But, but give me like 10 days and I'll go through and I'll find the right slider and I'll up the fog and then boom. It won't look like we're inside of a box in every single level. Because these are supposed to be expansive worlds that are huge and they, they literally have skyboxes to give the illusion of a grander world but they can't fix that one aspect. But <clears throat> it just it, it felt like something about it. I imagine it was probably, well, it's really hyped. A lot of fans want this. They're really trying to do their best with new characters. It, it's not easy to make new characters and make them uh, a hit right at the, the get-go. And they're also trying to iterate and make it so they're not recreating Banjo, but rather making their own thing. And when it's a Kickstarter thing where it's you know funded by fans... Like, that money can disappear quickly when you're trying your best, so, you know, maybe you have to cut corners, but it's like, yeah, it's just, it just didn't work out. Um, and I, I, I imagine Donkey Kong 64 was similar, where they had goals, maybe, that were good, and it just didn't work out. Um, but it's just unfortunate. Yeah, well, speaking of the good rare days, I just, you mentioned Jet Force Gemini, and mm-hmm. that's one of those games that I feel like I think it was popular when it was out. I remember definitely loving it, but it does yeah. not get remembered like I think it deserves because I love that game. That was probably one of my that's top five uh, N sixty four game possibly for me. Yeah, I Rare was remember... pumping out gold for a while. Yeah, they were. They they were doing some great stuff. I remember almost nothing about Jeff Force Gemini except that there was a guy, there was a girl, and there was a dog. And I think they were armor that you could upgrade, maybe? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember upgrading the armor and being like, oh, that's cool. Because I've always liked in games where upgrades are represented physically on the character. Um, so World of Warcraft, obviously, going back to that. MMO, you put on new armor, it's like that. Skyrim, it's it's like that. Um, you don't get that in Banjo-Kazooie, but in Jeff Force Gemini, it was like, oh, you could upgrade your armor. And I remember like in one level, you run through a tunnel, and that tells you nothing but like I could visualize sort of that tunnel, and I, maybe yeah. there's something with ants. Like there was like alien s- things that looked like ants. I don't know. Uh, but more of my memories are uh, from that game because, or I, I remember that game because there are posters in Banjo Tooie of Jeff Force Gemini. That's it. That's, That's all. The, it's the only reason I remember it because they like to reference their own games in their games. Um, I, I'll have to look it up uh, later, but. And this is, it's been probably 16 years since I've played yeah. that game. I remember it, I think it had kind of darker tones to it. Like it was more of a, like the story and the way things played were a bit more real than, you know, obviously Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey yeah. Kong, etc. And I think that really appealed to me because I was, you know, I think it was about to hit that tween stage where, you know, everything's sad and yeah, the world is awful type mm-hmm. type stage. So it I think it kind of worked for me at that time. I I definitely feel that that aspect. I don't remember the story, but I remember I I do definitely remember like the grim sort of feeling from the game because you you're going around blasting aliens. I think, um, and was it like you swap between characters and that's how you progress because they have different. Different game? special, like I think the dog had like rocket boots or something, yeah, like that, and Stuff had like, like a little gun on his back. Yeah, yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't remember a lot from the game, but definitely it was, it was, it was not forgettable. But there are certain games like that where it's like, like for example, I mentioned earlier, Attack and the Power of Juju, like that game did decent, and like I looked it up, and like it had its own TV show. That's a whole other thing, actually. So many games have gotten TV shows that no one even know about. Um, I, I, I wish Banjo got a TV show. That'd be great. It would have been so bad, but if only. So have you ever have saw you ever... the Donkey Kong uh, TV show? That was pretty awful. I don't think I have, actually. It's That's it's weird. really yeah. bad. It was 3D. It was, it was terrible. Oh, it's like 3D animated or 3D computer generated sort of like early work. 2000s probably where mm. they were pumping out all those 3D shows and they all look like crap. Yeah, just just feed that weird gross models into like right into me. I like it. Like Tack was like that, but it was actually this sort of weird charm to it. Like the characters are really obnoxious, but like it, it, it was on Nickelodeon, and it totally fit there, because it was like, oh, yeah, it just looks like a Nick show. Oh, wait, that's right. That's a game. That came from a game. 
Um, well, okay. Uh, honestly, there's I could game like ha- have you watched any other good uh, video game TV shows? Because there's a lot of them. The good TV shows based off video games. Yeah. Um. I I I do like Sonic Boom. Yeah. Um, do you count Pokemon as uh, based off of a video game? Because there's definitely good se- seasons of that. Yeah, I guess that's, that is the weird thing. I think Pokemon is the only one. Not to cut you off. I was yeah. just going to say, uh, I do think Pokemon is definitely one of those where it's transcended the fact that, oh yeah, that's that's a game. It's not an anime. Oh, no, it's an anime now. Because we have, uh, it's originally made in Japan, but... Yeah, like it started as a game and it just went from there. I think at this point it is its own thing because they don't, they don't have turns, they don't have items, they don't use items in the same way. Gyms are just willy nilly. But I, I have this weird fascination with t like video game TV shows. Like there was one for Kirby. I think a lot of people know about that one. Kirby I right love back at uh, Right Back at You. Yeah, that was oh, so good, so and good. I can only find it on YouTube. Like, I wish yeah, you could watch yeah. Wasp a Chris version of it somewhere, but you can't, yeah. unfortunately. I think, again, because that was owned by four kids, and uh, they never did anything good with the property. Um, but Kirby, 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 way to go. It's like that, the, the theme song is, oh, something in my court so good. And they've actually referenced Kirby right back, just, I think, uh, with, um, I think Muscular DDD was from Kirby right back at you, and that's... That's the first instance of it. I might be wrong there. But the muscular uh, King DDD from uh, Kirby Star Allies. Um, Star I Allies. think that was a reference. But either way, it's just like there was one for Mega Man Battle Network, uh, a game series that's already a spinoff from Mega Man. Uh, I don't care for Mega Man, but I love Battle Network. I played every single one. The anime was just a retelling of the video games, but in a more fancy way. And it was really good. <laughs> I love the and that was was that I think they're all Fox Kids shows at least in my area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox Kids, Four Kids. Well, I think they're on no, Fox four, Kids Mornings or whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if that's yeah. But it's just like there's a couple sort of big distributors of these things. Um, obviously, Cartoon Network owned a good number of anime through their you know Adult Swim slash tsunami uh, tsunami. Uh, or Toonami. Uh, and I, I, I just... I think that's how I actually got into animes through all that. But, yeah. It's just like they had all these different properties. And I think they were just throwing stuff and trying to make it work. Um, it's weird. They've actually had, I think, five? No. Five or six different Sonic the Hedgehog TV shows uh, over the years. Okay, maybe only four. But, like, Sonic Boom, you remember because it's new. Uh, there's mm-hmm. Sonic X... Because that was right in the Sonic Adventure era. But even going back older, there was the Sonic animated TV show uh, where, um, like, if you watch Wreck Ralph, you'll see the reference, like, if you'd see a stranger talking to you, that's no good. But yeah, it's like, um, going back and listening to those things, it's like, it's crazy how much stuff there is out there. Just TV shows and games. It's like, wow, we just forget about all this, don't we? Uh, which is why I think like people can make entire YouTube channels just about talking about obscure, you know, video game cartoons and like whatnot. Um, <laughs> so we're in a little bit low on time, so we'll, we'll squeeze in some uh, random questions uh, just to sure. find out things that people who follow you or even know you may not know. Uh, right, like what's... Rapid fire. Yeah, we'll, I'll try to think of as many random ones that pop off the top of my head. Sure. Uh, they're making a movie of your life. You get okay. to choose the casting. Who plays you? Oh, God. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen. So then people could laugh at him and his voice, and uh, they would forget the fact that it's about me. Because <laughs> a film about me sounds awful. Next question. <laughs> All right. So what, what's your favorite game that people who follow your channel wouldn't think you, that you're a fan of? Like, what's the uh, yeah. not in that wheelhouse? Um, so Dark Souls is a go-to, but past Dark Souls, um, I am a huge, huge fan of, I've mentioned a few times in, in this podcast, World of Warcraft. Um, and MMO, it's still a thing, but it's really not as great these days, but it, it's having a, a sort of a reimagining of the, uh, the original expansion called WoW Classic coming out. 
and I'm so excited. Uh, I started with MMOs, like that was like my introductory sort of to PC, um, and I've loved that series for so long. So it's definitely World of Warcraft is the one thing that people are like, wait, what? Why? Because I do cover PC stuff, but not that much. A lot of my stuff right. is Nintendo, a lot of platformers, a lot of stuff like that. So like a online MMO like that is probably not something a lot of people even know about or expect. So two two things about uh, World of Warcraft and MMOs real quick. I got a story for you and then a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a MMO that was out around the same time as World of Warcraft where you were superheroes and it was really popular. Do you remember what it was called? I'm, I'm mm. blanking on it. Yeah, it no, I super popular. Was it like Cities of Heroes or something like that? City of Heroes, yes. City so, of Heroes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was really. Never I, I never had a really nice computer growing up, and yeah. I wanted to get into MMOs because uh, a good friend of mine had uh, or loved World of Warcraft. I'm like, I don't know about that, but I want to try City of Heroes. So I get on, mm-hmm. I find a group, and I'm playing. I don't have a mic or anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Do my first battle. And then I hear someone say, well, let's just wait for this guy to run in Leroy Jenkins this again. And it hurt oh, me yeah. so bad that I have not played MMO on PC since. Uh, oh, man. Scarred me pretty good. Dang. They were not accepting in plight. But my uh, question mm-hmm. about World of Warcraft for you is, uh-huh. what did you think about the movie? Oh, uh, so the fact you, you said the word movie and i was like that's right there was a movie i watched it i i totally forgot uh it was actually like to be honest it wasn't that bad like when you think back about it it's like it's so forgettable but they actually did a decent job of certain aspects of like reimagining categorized tower like at one point there's uh, you know a glowing uh yellow light that's because he leveled up he dinged every time you ding there's a whoosh and like there's golden light that was that in the the movie but it doesn't yeah it doesn't connect when you actually watch it but it's like oh my god and there's some other aspects like that of like little little tidbits um it was disappointing that's for sure but it's like and super forgettable because literally i just i just remember that exists but yeah it was like it was not bad i do wish it was like their full-on team that worked on uh, like all their cinematics would be given an infinite budget. If, yeah, if I could choose a mu- movie, it'd be like give Blizzard an infinite budget for their cutscenes and just have a cutscene that's an hour or and a half long. Then you have the movie because their cutscenes are incredible. I I also I'm not like I said I maybe played that game for twenty minutes. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was pretty good, especially for a video game movie because there's a lot yeah. of bad ones. I mean, at some point yeah. in the Resident Evil ones, one of the directors was like, I don't want zombies in it. I hate zombies. And refused to use zombies in the, the fucking Resident Evil movie. How do you make yeah, Resident Evil point, movie without it's zombies? Like a, it's like a super, super heroin sort of scenario. I, I didn't even see the last movie. And I love the games. I, I liked the first few movies. They actually did a pretty good job of being entertaining and not, like... Because you, you can't follow the games too closely and make a movie it just wouldn't work but pain but being respectful and then they uh-huh. just like completely just fell off, fell off the rails and just like threw in characters but like see they're in a game you know that name like it yeah and it, it was they bad. essentially made the movie version of metal gear metal gear solid rising revengeance compared to metal gear yes uh, it's just so off it's so crazy it's like i like, when you look at it these days, it's just like, oh, that's right. That started as Biohazard. Like, dang. Um, so now you got me sad thinking about how bad that movie was. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, in all fairness, you brought it up. Like That's true. It is my fault. But I tend to blame other people for my problems. Um, we were talking about, and I want to bring this back real quick, uh, uh-huh. video game TV shows. Have you gone back and watched the Mario, the animated Mario one with the... A former pro wrestler who played Mario and the other old mm. tall old guy played Luigi. Have you watched that any time in the last few years? Yeah, so I th- I think it's fair use, but I I used uh, do the Mario like swing yes. your arm from Fred's side as the outro to some of my videos for a time in like 2017. So like when I did that, I went back and rewatched it and I was like, wow, this is not good. Yeah. It was it was it's so offensive. rough. 
it's got a lot of racist things in it. Oh, it's wait, really? like not great. Oh yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't recall seeing anything like that, but yeah. There's a episode where they have Merlin, but because like they rip off stuff without violating copyrights, I don't remember what name they use, but they made him like a caricature of a Jewish person. Oh, like the way no. he talked and like he liked bagels and stuff. It was really like, wow, like I don't think you can say this <laughs> type of stuff that Dang. only could happen. I just happen thought in the it was 90s. a fun, happy swing your arm from side to side kind of deal, not like. I mean, to be fair, like, there's a lot of shows like that, like how Disney was, like, super racist for a time, and yes. just everyone forgets about it. I don't think it was trying to be racist. I think it was more, like, sure. the 90s were really tone deaf to being respectful to people. Yeah, there's I, a lot of the show that is really happy and kind of ridiculous, but still fun and, like, in a weird way charming. It's like when your grandma says something, you're like, oh, she's from a different time. Yeah. But your grandma, <laughs> yeah. in this case, is a cartoon show. Yeah, I feel that. Uh I'll have to, I'll, uh, man, I wish I could remember the, the name of the episode, but yeah, it was, it was not great. Um, and there's a, I don't know if you consider the talk about, he only talked about pasta the whole show too, which to me got <laughs> kind of frustrating. And then the I mean, really bad Legend well, of Zelda cartoon that they advertised during it was so bad. Yeah. And then the, well, more better than the Legend of Zelda, even for, just throw that out. The fact that for... I think the original Zelda, they had an advertisement in, in uh, Japanese where every character got together and they had a Zelda rap and then they all danced at the end. Oh, um, that sounds Have awful. you not seen that? No. No, it's incredible. Oh. It's like, I can't speak Japanese, but like, and I'm not going to try to like hum it or anything, but it's just like, if you look up like Zelda Japanese commercial rap, it's so good. Unironically, it's like, it's so bad. <laughs> That they did it, but it's like, it, it loops back to being good again. But the point is, um, those old shows, it's just like, I don't, I, th- I I don't know. Was that considered good? Did they think it was good? Were they just given like a, like the budget for one person spread across 10 and just told to make a show? Like, I don't I'm, know what happened. I am like you. I love going down weird ass rabbit holes and just learning uh-huh. weird shit that I'll never get to use except for when we talk about it like this. Um, the Mario cartoon was really low budget, so they did Uh what they could, and I know it was so bad, Nintendo was just like, we're gonna erase this from memory, like, we don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, well, wasn't, actually, that makes me remember now that it was like, yeah, so that, it was the Super Mario Super Show, they had segments live action, I think because that stretched out the the time, because their episodes were only like six, seven minutes, right? Yeah, they're incredibly short, and then they also uh, always advertise Zelda, which added another two or three minutes to it. So they were really, really short. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I feel bad, because I really feel like the guy, uh, they're both dead, uh, the guy who played Luigi recently passed away, I believe. Yeah. But they they were trying. The material was god-awful that they were given, and at times, like, Oh, yeah, sure. Very cringeworthy, and I felt bad. They were trying, and, and it, I feel like they get kind of blamed for it, but it wasn't their fault. Oh, yeah, no, I would say it's definitely not right to blame. I would never say, in, in very few specific uh, exceptions, never blame the actors for a show being bad if it's clear that it's bad from top to bottom. Like, that one is like, I imagine their store they probably only had, like, like they probably had a fraction of the normal amount of time to storyboard storyboard each episode, and you know it was so short. I wouldn't be surprised if they only had a few animators on it. Like this kind of thing where it's like, all right, we have this property, it'll work. Just do it. And it's like, well, but what about the no? It just just do it. It's like okay. It's like oh great. Now we have uh, five extra minutes. So just get up on there and just sort of dance around, say stuff. But I was gonna say, you mentioned how like oh yeah, you always talk about pasta. Are you forgetting, sir, that even as recent as Super Mario Odyssey, when he falls asleep and you listen to him, he just goes, Liquini, Ravioli, Yeah, fettuccine. I actually didn't know that until I watched your uh, video on it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's That's like super, is that okay? I don't know, but like. I don't know. It's, it's still a thing. I think at this point, it's just like, yeah, that's just who he is. Because yeah. I think at this point, he's he's not even Italian. He's just Mario Ease. And Mario Ease happens to really like pasta. So it's not racist. It's just, 
he's just being Mario, you know, like he's just being Mario. It's, yeah, it's become its own thing because it, it's existed for so many years. But yeah, they definitely. I mean, like, I don't think like I don't think any single person to do or to, like that worked on Super Odyssey happens to have any negative feelings. But the fact is, like, yeah, it's huh, it's still a thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, sort of like a holdover. But yeah, I, I like to think maybe it's just kind of a nod to his past <laughs> or something. Not necessarily. Well, I guess it's not really yeah. problematic, though. Well, if you read my comments, every time he jumps and he says "wahoo," that's a reference to the original Mario because literally nothing can be its own thing. It's always a reference. Yeah, like I, I he, that specifically is a reference uh, because he would talk in his sleep. Uh, but he's talking in his sleep, I think, since uh, Super Mario sixty four. He didn't. I think I think in every game since every every main platformer, um, and it's always been weird. You you talked about everything being a reference, and um, yeah. so I can't not remember the name of the subreddit, but there's a subreddit that's basically like shitty explaining movies, and it's uh, just like uh, yeah, really... it's uh, it's a uh, shitty movie details. Yes, uh, my favorite like, it, being the yeah, pet cemetery being spelled wrong, and this is a reference to reference to that kids are shitty at spelling. Yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah, it's I like, immediately if you felt... look very closely, you could tell that. Like, like, I don't know, it's like, oh, you can tell, if you look very closely, that Bumblebee, it, the movie's named that because the main character is a car whose name is Bumblebee, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> definitely, uh, me too, thanks. The, it should, the, the formula for that sub shouldn't work every time for me, but it does. <laughs> it, it totally does. Because, cause, yeah, because it's lampooning those people, like, I've tried not to fall into that trap, it's just like, yeah, when, I mean, when he jumps and he says, wahoo... Like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I will say, though, like, there are certain things where it's like, is that a reference? Is it not? Like, every every time, um, like, Mario jumps, and I, th- I think it's, like, something like Super Mario World, he does a different pose that's iconic from the original, uh, like, the original game. Like, like or, or, oh, no, sorry. Every In Super Mario Odyssey, every time he collects a star, he does a pose. Each pose is a reference to one of his original things. Like, he does the jump, at, like, where, like, you know, right arm up, left arm down, two legs spread apart, and it's like that like iconic sprite from the original game. Mm-hmm. He does that pose. He does one pose where it's like from, uh, like I think Super Mario Sunshine, so, stuff like that, where it's like they reference it. So like, is that just them making animations? Is it a reference? Is everything a reference? Is 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 life a lie? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I just love that subreddit because it's like. Yeah, some people just go a little too hard, a little too crazy. Like, I'll get comments of just like, "Oh, oh, you didn't notice how um, Luigi's last name is Mario because it's a reference to the name of the series." And like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's cool." Uh huh. <laughs> Wait, so can't canonically is he Luigi Mario? And, canonically? Yeah, sorry. I, I think I think canonically I think he is Mario Mario. Um... I don't know why, but yeah, I think I think I think that's true. It's weird. So but, not to yeah. go down another rabbit hole, but that bit from the live action movie of the I'm Luigi Mario, he, I'm Mario Mario, and they're like, "Oh, this is so funny." Still pisses me off to this day. <laughs> don't know why, but goddamn it. Well, that, that the fact that you didn't say the whole movie, like that's crazy to me. I see. What about the fact that Toad was like a dinosaur, like, and they stabbed it for some reason. <laughs> Oh, well, and the Goombas. Was, what the hell were the Goombas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad time. Random movie fun fact that's in my brain. The boots that the Goombas wore from Super Mario uh-huh. were the same boots the prisoners and face-off are wearing when they're on the, like, the Supermax prison on an island. Huh. Yeah. It's interesting. Not related. Uh, in Super Mario, the original... If you read the uh, the pamphlet, which back when there was pamphlets with every single game, the booklet, uh, there was a description of the stuff. They described how uh, Bowser stole Peach and turned uh, all the citizens of the Mushroom Kingdom into blocks. The same blocks that you end up breaking in every single world. So oh, he was a murderer. But is, yeah. it, is it murder if they're already dead? Like, if you... <laughs> well, that's, that feels like a justification at that point. Uh, it's like, like, if you hit a mummy with a bat, you're not going to go to jail for that, right? Like, because they're already dead. Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, do you, 
Do you just like uncover mummies and start hitting them? Or is it when they're walking at you in a threatening manner? I'm just saying like, they were just sitting there minding their own business and you're like, I got to get those points. It's, it's like Undertale. Well, it's a spoiler, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm just getting some like, I'm, I'm just getting some level of violence up. If the mummy had coins in it, yeah, I would try oh, to yeah, hit it true. open and get the coins out. Un- unless you're trying to avoid coins, in which case, don't kill the people. Yeah. With that being said, everyone go watch uh, Nathaniel Bandy's videos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, to bring it back around before we end it, um, mm-hmm. I, and I really, you got me thinking about now, I would love to do a uh, whole uh, episode of this podcast about video game tv shows and movies yeah because there's not a lot of good ones that we could be proud of i think like we talked about there's only like kirby right back at you no i think the only one you can get away with without the collective internet being angry is pokemon because it started as a game but it's become its own thing over all these years and it still follows the game like like they change like regions every time to, to follow the generations, but it's like, yeah, there was, I, I remember thinking about this for, for movies and there was some game and I was like, Oh, that was it. But like, I, I totally forgot. Like, um, but yeah, there, there's been, I think it's, it's key that like for a video game movie to work, it can't seem like a video game, which is so counterproductive. Like you think like a game like mass effect, it's, it's so story driven before the third one. And like, it was good. Like why not turn that into a movie? Like oh, it's like they just don't try to make good movies. They they go and make the Sonic. Oh God. Yeah. So on that note, we'll probably have to end it for the <laughs> day. Uh, uh, sorry to end it on such a downer, but uh, so where can people find you? Uh, YouTube and Twitter at Dpad Gamer. That's my name. All right. That's where I'm at. And I am at Brock Holiday Eleven. Be good people. <laughs>